Hello, and welcome to the teaching ministry of Impact Family Church. For more information, including service times and directions, or to find out more about us, you can visit our website at www.impactfamilychurch.com. We trust you'll be blessed by today's message. Several years ago, my mother was diagnosed with pancreatic cancer. And, and the doctors told her, you know, that it didn't look good. And, you know, basically let her know that she needed to have her business affair, affairs in order. And all that. Praise the Lord. And my mother looked at the doctor and said, I'm not dying from cancer. And he looked at her and he said, Miss Slaughter, I just want you to understand what you have. This is pancreatic cancer. And of course, several people, it seems like when things like that happen, there's almost like an epidemic of it in the community. And there have been several people in our community back home that had passed away from that exact thing. And, and they tell you that there's no cure for it, that there's no hope. And so the doctor was really just trying to get her to settle in that this is probably it. And she was trying to get him to settle in that cancer ain't going to kill me. <laughs> it's not going to kill me. And so, you know, they kind of had a discourse back and forth. You might be educated, but you don't know my Jesus. <laughs> Amen. And so through, just through the process, you know, anyway, he told her that she had to have surgery, you know, and to remove the cancer. And, and she looked at him and said, well, you do what you need to do. And God's going to do what he needs to do. And I'm going to be all right because I'm not dying from cancer. And so they, they set up the surgery and she sees the physician, the, the, not the physician, the surgeon. And, you know, they prep her for surgery and everything. And, and they showed us the diagram of the tumor. And in the, in the diagram, the tumor had grown outside of the pancreas. It's a fairly large tumor. And so, you know, they told us that they're going to have to take the pancreas and all this. But when they went in and did the surgery the tumor had shrank and it was back inside the pancreas and the surgeon just got, got excited because he didn't have to take all of her pancreas. When he came out to, to tell us the story, he was just so excited. He said, I didn't have to take all of her pancreas and if she'll eat right, she won't be a diabetic. And I mean, he was just, this man was excited. And we were kind of like, well, why, why are you so excited? And it's like, she is my first case that hasn't died on me. Come on. Whatever you need God to be, he's a tumor shrinker. Woo! Whatever you need him to be, you take him at his word and he'll do that thing for you. He'll bring it to pass. Woo! I don't care what the report is. I don't care what the doctors have said. God is able to do exceedingly, abundantly above all. I don't care how bad the report is. 
and she didn't go to Bible school. She just had faith in God. Huh. Come on, and faith in God will move mountains. Faith in God will make tumors dissipate, disappear. Woo! Hallelujah. Whatever you need him to be tonight, that's what he wants to be in your life. Amen. And he wants to do exceedingly above all that you ask or think. Amen. Not just enough, but more than. Woo! Let him be God to you. Let him be God to you. I told you about the truck this morning. Huh? He exceeded my expectation, and I didn't know that he was doing that. But he exceeded my expectation. Brought me up to another level, and I'm like, I like this truck, but God, we can go higher. Mm-mm, good. Yes, he is. That's not my message for tonight. <laughs> but he's my everything. I need you to say that just one time tonight. He's my everything. Woo! No need in feeling like you don't have no friends. No need in feeling like nobody loves you. He is your everything. Whatever area you need to make corrections in, whatever area you need help in, he's there to help you. Whoo! Don't have to live life stuck on stupid. Uh, Don't have to live life stuck in poverty. Don't have to live life stuck in sickness and disease. Don't have to live there. Maybe everybody else in your family may choose to, but you don't make that choice. I don't have my slip-ons. I almost stepped up on the chair, but I remember what you said. No, I'm good. (laughs) Whatever you need him to be, amen, that's what he desires to be in your life, and he doesn't want you to limit him. He's a God of no boundaries and no limits. He'll come in and just run everything over. (laughs) Hallelujah. Amen. Bless the Lord. I'm trying to get here. (laughs) That is so Pentecostal. I'm telling you. I don't know what time we're going to get out of here tonight. Have your way, Lord. Have your way, Lord. Have your way, Lord. Woo, have your way, Lord. Woo. <laughs> Somebody ought to say that. Have your way. Have your way, Lord. Woo. <laughs> Woo. Mother, you all right with me. Have your way, Lord. (laughs) Just messing up all my good notes. (laughs) Have your way, Lord. Have your way, Lord. Amen. 
So, <laughs> amen. Praise the Lord. Well, let me wait for just a moment here. I'm trying to get off this. Amen. Because I do have a table prepared. All right. <laughs> Praise the Lord. But as I was saying this morning, I believe that God wants to move us up higher. I believe that he is wanting to bless us beyond our wildest dreams, our wildest expectations. But I believe that he wants to use the, the area of praise and worship to get some things to us. And for many of us, uh, that means that we have to change some things and have to change our way of thinking. Are you with me? Because so many of us, like, I, I was taught if you want something, you work for it. You save your pennies, huh? save your nickels and dimes, and you, you save up for it, and then you buy it when you get enough money. Anybody else ever been taught any stuff like that? Amen. And, and I wasn't really taught to believe God beyond my means. So long as it was in with, within my means, you know, then I can handle it. And I can take care of it. But I wasn't taught to believe God beyond my means, beyond my ability, beyond my scope. And God wants to take us over into his ability. What he's able to do, what he has already prepared for us, things that he's already laid up for us, and we have to access those things by faith. Amen. If some of us, if we had to work for those things, we'd be working a hundred years. Hello. But we can access those things in our in our teens, in our twenties. Come on. In our thirties, we can access them. Woo! Glory to God. I was sharing with, with, with pastors. Uh, I kind of get mixed up on our conversations as to what day, when, and all that, so you can straighten me out. <laughs> but we were talking, and, and, and I was sharing with them about when, when I was young, a teenager, uh, a man by the name of Perry Stone came to our community and held revival in my hometown. And we had six weeks worth a Holy Ghost revival. I mean, it was kind of a, well, it wasn't kind of, it was a town where blacks and whites didn't worship together and fellowship together. We all love Jesus, but you stay on that side of the tracks and we stay on our side of the tracks and we all be all right. But God showed up in little Pulaski, Virginia, and we had revival where blacks and whites from all over that area, all over that region came together and people were getting born again. People were getting filled with the Holy Ghost. People were getting set free. People were getting delivered from mindsets. Come on, somebody. Something that, that in the natural, it would take years. Come on. It would take years 
for those barriers to be broken. But just in a matter of a, a few days, of a few weeks, come on, those walls came down and people started fellowshipping on both sides of the track and we just started loving one another. It doesn't have to take a long time when we get over here on God's side. When we get over here in this thing called faith. Now faith is. And in Matthew, all right, chapter 14. Hallelujah. How long have I been going? Amen. <laughs> Matthew chapter 14. And I want to start reading here in verse 22. Listen, I'm, I'm, I'm talking tonight about God moving us to another level. God taking us to a, a different place in him. And, and, and again, as I'm reading this tonight, I want you to uh, allow the spirit of God to work with you in the arena of praise and worship. We're going we're gonna to read this, but, but I want you to hear it from the, from the ear of praise and worship. So verse four, chapter 14, Matthew 14, verse 22 says this, And straightway Jesus constrained his disciples to get into a ship and to go before him into the other side while he sent the multitudes away. And when he had sent the multitudes away, he went up into a mountain apart to pray. And when evening was come, he was there alone. But the ship was now in the midst of the sea, tossed with the waves, for the wind was contrary. And in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went unto them walking on the sea. And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, It is a spirit. And they cried, for fear. And straight, straightway Jesus spake unto them, saying, Be of good cheer. Aren't you glad? Aren't you glad? Aren't you glad that he knows how to lift you up? Whoo! He says, Be of good cheer. It is I. Be not afraid. And Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it be thou, bid me come unto thee on the water. And he said, come. And when Peter was come down out of the ship, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. But when he saw the wind, boisterous. He was afraid and, be, and beginning to sink. He cried saying, Lord, save me. Lord, save me. I don't think it was one of these little quiet. Lord, save me. Huh? I believe he cried out, Lord, save me. I'm going under. It's about to be over. I need your help. Not tomorrow. Now. Anyway, he cried out and immediately Jesus stretched forth his hand and caught him and said unto him, O thou little faith, wherefore didst thou doubt? Well, wouldn't you just appreciate that? <laughs> My Jesus. Verse 32, and when they were come into the ship, the wind ceased. Then they that were in the ship 
came and worshiped him, saying, Of a truth, thou art the Son of God. Then they came. Then they that were in the ship came and worshiped him, saying, Of a truth, thou art the Son of God. And again, I want you to think of this in our arena of praise and worship. Because again, many of us get comfortable where we're at with our style of music, with our genre of music. Most of us, what we were raised on, that's what we like. And we don't want you to take us out of our genre of music. Hello, somebody. I was raised on black gospel, black gospel choirs. And if you don't sing black gospel, you ain't going to heaven was kind of my attitude. Hello? If it ain't black gospel, it ain't God. <laughs> so, so, so God had to grow me, huh? To let me know, listen, there, there's something more than black gospel. I got more for you than just black gospel. And so I had to ask myself the question, what do I value more? Do I value comfort more, huh? Or do I value growth more? What do I value? Do I want to stay the same or do I want to change? Do I want to experience things in God, access things in God that I never have? And if I want to do that, then that means I have to change my mind in how I look at things. And so God let me go to this place called Ramah. That the music was not black gospel. Oh my God. Woo! It was a long way from God, black gospel back in those days. Oh Lord, have mercy, Jesus. Woo! My cousin got me to go to one of those seminars. I can't remember which one it was, but it was, I was there just for a few days and he talked me into going to a seminar and I said, we sit in the back and we leave. And I say we leave. And <laughs> the Raymond Singers and Band got up and they started singing. And I looked at my cousin. And I said, I'm about ready to go. Because <laughs> it was not my, but my cup of tea. But God had me there because he was trying to bring me into something. He was trying to bring me into a, bread, a greater blessing bigger room that I could receive on a different level. Y'all doing all right tonight? And so I listened to the Raymond Singers and Band sing, and I was like, oh my God, this hurts in so many ways. <laughs> it just hurt a brother. Amen. It's like, Lord Jesus, are you sure? <laughs> I mean, folks around me were enjoying it, and they were loving it, and he hung, he Yeah, and I'm sitting there with attitude. What my style. Hello, I felt like I was in the boat. The, the wind was blowing. The wind was boisterous. I thought I was going to die. Hello, get me out of here. 
help, Jesus, help a brother out. <laughs> so anyway, what I come to realize through the process of time is that I had put my love into music and not into the Savior. And when I went to church many times, I didn't really go to worship the Lord. I went to hear my music. And so long as the music was good, we had a good service. The preaching, it could be whatever, but if the music was good, it was on. Oh, man, you should have been there. Sister Lily sang her song, and she ripped it. Oh, my. Come on, somebody. And so I fell in love with music, and I didn't realize that I was substituting the music for my love with the Savior. I didn't realize that I had to change my affection. Real quiet. He was he was rocking my boat, causing me to have to change, and I, I wasn't enjoying that. So praise the Lord. But what I come to realize through the process of time is that there are people who are anointed by God that know how to inspire the man, the woman of God, know how to open up that that avenue, that doorway, so that they are able to minister from a higher place and from a higher plane. And so I I come to realize that it wasn't the music that I needed, but it was the word that I needed. And if the music didn't come out of the word, then I had things out of order. And so that night, Brother Hagin taught on what it means well, he got up. They had sang some song, and I was hurting. I was in that boat going over to the other side. And, and, and they sang some song, but while they were singing, he got inspired by the Spirit of God. And when he walked up to the platform, to the podium, he said, well, while, while they were singing the night, he said, the Spirit of God spoke to me told me to change my message. He said, tonight I'm going to talk to you about what it means to be filled with the Spirit and speak in other tongues as a daily devotional gift. Brother, my ears perked up because being Pentecostal, you don't, you don't speak in tongues when you want to. It's only when God comes on you. And it's only for the real sanctified folk. And I wasn't that sanctified. (laughs) You know, I had a little Hondo, a little Shondai. (laughs) What I didn't realize is that God was wanting to give me a language. A language. The language of the spirit and, and what opened up that avenue for that Brother Hagin to be able to, to preach that night was the music. Music is an avenue where, again, it opens up doors for men and women of God to be able to share 
from a higher plane, a higher platform. And by them being able to share from that higher place, them being able to share from that place that, that, that is open, it brings answers, it brings revelation. It brings the supply into our lives that rocks our boats. Where we have to leave a mindset behind. You all with me tonight? And so again, we have to ask ourselves, what what do we value more? Do we value growth more? Or do we value security more? Do we want to grow? Do we want to increase? Do we want to access greater things in God? If we want to access greater things, that means we have to grow. That means we have to take risk. Get into that zone that is uncomfortable, unfamiliar to our flesh. Means we got to go there. Amen. And there's something uh, that is on the inside of us that desires to be in an appropriate faith venture with God. Something that just calls us to an adventure in God. One thing I love about the Holy Spirit is that he makes up for a big lack in us. And where we lack understanding, where we lack experience, he helps raise us up to a new level. And again, in in our praise and in our worship, the Lord is wanting to take us to a higher level. In deeper places in these things. We were talking, I believe now it was today. But we were talking about how in the 70s, 80s, that, that you would come to meetings. And, and there were times that you'd just sing in the spirit for 30, 40 minutes. Just, and just, just go. Well, you can imagine a black man in that environment. This is not what we do. (laughs) Oh, Lord, have mercy, Jesus. What have I got myself into? (laughs) But on the inside, it was like, this is right. Enter into this. Come on, take your place into this. But on the outside, it was like, this is not your culture. What black church have you ever been in that they've ever done anything like this? What is your family going to think? What is your people going to think about you if they come in and see you acting like this? (laughs) 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 Jesus, they're going to think you fruit looping. But it was that call to come deeper in God. Move out. Go out from the shore. Go go out into waters that you've never experienced before. Go out into a realm. The realm of the spirit. Go out there in that place. Where your flesh is uncomfortable. 
And you see things and things are revealed and things are opened up that the natural mind cannot receive. But they're spiritually discerned, spiritually understood. And you go out there in that realm and you begin to dream and you begin to see things on God's level. Woo! Oh my goodness. And it gets exciting. Amen. And you're there and you're singing in the spirit and you're just going and God just starts showing you things. And you start seeing yourself in places. I remember one night we were singing in other tongues. Amen. And I saw myself in foreign nations going different places. It's like, ain't no way in the world. Tulsa's foreign to me. <laughs> ain't no way in the world I'm going to set my foot on some foreign field. But I saw it in the spirit as we were singing. Oh, no, 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 Anyhow, lifts you and it carries you to the other side. We begin to operate in that realm as Jesus did here, where Jesus was able Natural laws were suspended so that he was able to walk on the water. That's the realm where we're supposed to live in. Where natural laws get suspended and we're able to step out and do things that just boggle the mind, confuse the mind. But that's the place he's calling us to. Where the mind doesn't understand, but the spirit is renewed. That's the place he's calling us to, deeper in him, to be free and blues. Will you move in? Will you move out? Will you put away all your doubt? Will you move in and flow with him? He's calling you to sup with him. Come on out. Come on out. Come on into this deeper realm. Come on out and flow with him. You'll have so much fun as you go with him. Hey, ba so fara senite. Whoo, come on out. Go on over to the other side. Take the risk. Take the risk. Grow. Increase. In him. Be uncomfortable in your flesh. I'll say that one one more time. Be uncomfortable in your flesh. Get so far over there that your flesh doesn't know what to do. And you just have to tell it, well, it's your time to be quiet. That's what you get to do. You get to be quiet. But as I was saying, I saw myself standing in different countries, in different nations of the earth, just standing there, singing in the spirit, just singing. 
And God began to open up things and begin to reveal things about my life, about the plan of God. So many things, uh, as I was saying this morning, there are things that we have to pass on to the generations behind us. And we can talk about these things, but it's better, I believe, if we actually just show them. Huh? Praise the Lord. Amen. You can talk about sweet potato pie. Lord, have mercy, Jesus. <laughs> oh, Lord. You can talk about it, but it's nothing like tasting. Huh? Sweet potato pie with somebody that knows how to make it. Huh? Everybody don't make good sweet sweet tater pie. Hmm? Some folk don't put enough sugar in there. <laughs> Baby, but when you get the right amount of sugar, and, is it cinnamon? Huh? Two, two cups of sugar? Uh, you got two of them. Two, wait a minute, hold up. <laughs> you say you got two dozen of them at home. Two packs. Sweet potato pie. That's all right, they're not here. They're not here. You live far from here. <laughs> Hurry up, obey God, go get the pie. <laughs> Oh my, but when you taste sweet potato pie from somebody that knows how to bake sweet potato pie, woo, talk is cheap. It's like you, you got to eat it. You got to taste it. You have to experience it to really know. Woo, my God, this is mama slapping material right here. Ah. Woo, in the same way, it is with these things of the spirit of going deeper in God and, and, and finding these resources that we have in him. It is so good that once you taste of it, it's just like, I want more. I desire more. I crave more. And we would stay in those places for hours. I mean hours, just singing, worshiping God, praising God. Football games were on in. Real quiet in the Pentecostal church right now. <laughs> Come on, basketball games were on then. All kind of entertainment was happening back then, just like it is now. But we were hungry. We were hungry. We were hungry. And that hunger led us into some things that we thought we never experienced, that we didn't even know those things were available to us. Listen, I'm, I'm one of the first ones when it comes to running and dancing and shouting. My cup is always full. <laughs> Amen. And all I need is a drop. <laughs> and, and, and I'm ready to go. Um, you know, I, hey, somebody kick up that B3. Hey, here we go. Here we go, baby. We in. We in. How long you want to dance? Let's do it. 
Anybody know what I'm talking about? We are in, but there, there are things on the worship side that are deeper. They are deeper. And on the worship side, flesh just doesn't have a place there. Flesh is uncomfortable there. There are times that, that we've said in meetings with Brother Hagen, and it was just quiet in our morning meetings, that we would start praying. It'd be like just this holy hush would just come over the room. And we'd just sit there. Nobody saying anything. Nothing going on, but just the presence of God. The power of God in the room. Many times in, the, in those meetings like that, the Lord would show Brother Hagin things and he would come back in the night services and act those things out that, we were, that he was seeing during those quiet times. He's calling us higher, you all. He's calling us deeper. He's calling us into realms that he has available for us. And I'm not saying put away the running. I'm not saying put away the laughter and the dancing. I'm not saying put that away at all because we need all of it. Let me say it one more time. We need all of it. We don't need to be extreme on either side. We need all of it. Well, sometimes in dealing with your family, it ain't nothing like a good dance. <laughs> Just to get stuff out your system. Hello? I got to get my praise on. I feel like talking another way. But <laughs> I'm going to put on this garment of praise. For well, the spirit of ugliness, because I. <laughs> praise the Lord. Amen. So we, we need the praise side, but we need the worship side. Smith Wigglesworth said this. He said, there's something about God that he will skip over a million people to get to one person with faith. We want to have faith for this realm. We want to have faith for these places, these deeper places in God. Maybe God's not doing these things in other churches, but God is calling this church deeper. And you don't want to sit here, you don't want to be here and be an oddity. Are you listening to me? It's better if the whole company goes together. That's why we can't be stuck in just how we like things. But we've got to be willing to flow 
with the Spirit of God. Again, being raised in a black church, in a black Pentecostal church, it, it wasn't church until you got to dance. It was like dancing was the highlight. You know, everything would be good, but we didn't dance today. We didn't shout. But most of our services, we danced. One hour, two hours, <laughs> preaching, three hours. <laughs> and we danced. That was, that was the hype, but we didn't realize that there was more. There's more. There's more. There's more. Are you willing to take the risk? Are you willing to get in the boat? Are you willing to go to the other side? Are you willing to step out like Peter did and take the risk? Everybody else sat in the boat comfortable, but Peter was willing to step out. Say, let's, let's, let's go with God. Let's go with God. Amen. Sometimes when you come in here, service won't be as usual. It won't be as normal. It'll be a spirit of worship that is here. And you'll just come in and worship God. Just worship him. And watch healings manifest. Watch deliverance be manifested. Watch direction come. Visions. Just being over there in the presence. Worshiping him. He's calling us higher. He's calling us deeper. Get out of the boat and allow God to take you places in him that you've never been. Don't allow your praise and worship life to be the same old two and four. but allow it to go deeper in him. Allow your roots to go down deep in him and draw. Take the risk. Many people are afraid to take risk because they're scared of failure, scared of missing it, scared of being corrected. I had a lot of fun sometimes in the Raymond Singers and Band because that was our training ground in the things of the Spirit, being with, with Brother Hagin. He trained us publicly. <laughs> Amen. For other people to learn from our mistakes. <laughs> Wasn't easy on the flesh, but he would, he would talk to us privately. And Pastor, he would tell us, he said, now listen, I'm training you. He said, now, if you feel like you got something on that stage, you give it. Whatever the Lord tells you to do, you just do it. He said, there's nothing that you can do on that stage that I can't straighten out. <laughs> so I gave him some stuff to straighten out, you know. It's <laughs> 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 like, hey, here we go. If he didn't mean it, he shouldn't have said it. But I'm thankful for being able to take the risk. 
for having the opportunity to step out and to, and, and to do some things and to learn. There were some times that I would intrude into his office. He stood in the prophet's office. And sometimes, as, you know, being connected with him and being a singer and being there in that anointing, you pick, on stuff, pick up stuff that he's supposed to do. But, but when you start now, you don't realize he's supposed to do it. So you step over, you try to operate in what he's supposed to operate in, and it just, oh, oh, it gets ugly. <laughs> it gets ugly, and you get all confused, and it's like, I don't know what I'm doing. And he's like, yeah, you're right. Come on, let me have it. <laughs> but you learn the ways of the Spirit. Learn how to flow and operate in that realm. You learn your place, the supply that you're supposed to bring. You learn that place. Are you willing to take the risk? Are you willing to grow? Are you willing to go deeper? Or do you just want to stay in your comfort zone? The world needs us to go deeper. I'm going to say that again. The world needs us to go deeper. We affect change. We are God's change agents in the earth. And for God to work change through us, it means that we have to go deeper in him and master those places in the spirit. Are you with me tonight? I know this is a little bit different. I know we thought we were going to run. We still may run before we get out of here. But God is calling. God is calling. He's got some work for us to do. He's calling. Will we move deeper? Will we go higher? Will we get our focus to where it needs to be? So many times as a, as a young believer, I came into services and the focus was on me. What do I need? God, I need to hear from you today. I need a word. I need a word. I need something. But in maturing and developing, it's come to that place of, I don't need a word. I need to bring a supply. I need to bring a supply. I need to come to church because I'm ready to come to church. Two. Real quiet. As we mature, we learn how to bring our supplies. We learn how to just walk by somebody. Just put our hand on their shoulder. Been praying for you, man. Everything's going to be all right. 
instead of always looking for somebody to give us a word. And by communing and fellowshipping, worshiping God, the word of God declares that when he, the spirit of truth, has come, that he will show us things to come. He'll show it to us and we'll walk into situations and we'll know exactly what to do because he's already showed it to us. At Impact Family Church, it is our desire to see you blessed through the power of the Word of God. We have been helping people to change their world for over 25 years through our dynamic ministries and teaching. If you are going to be in the North Central Florida area and are interested in attending our services or just want more information about us, you can visit us online at www.impactfamilychurch.com.